This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Linda Ellerby. I was diagnosed with breast cancer 11 years ago, and I know how scary it can be. Everything your doctor says sounds like a foreign language. Her to new, oncogene, ductal carcinoma in situ. What do these words mean? How can you decide what to do if you can't even say what you have? Go to breastcancer.org, a special place on the Internet where you can learn how to say those words and find out what they mean. Breastcancer.org, the first place to go the minute you find out you have breast cancer. Hi, I'm Jimmy Smith, and I'd like to talk to you about a screening. No, not a movie screening, but a screening test for colorectal cancer. It could save your life. Colorectal cancer is highly preventable, yet it is the second leading cancer killer of men and women in the U.S. But it doesn't have to be. Screening finds precancerous polyps so that they can be removed before they turn into cancer. So please get screened for colorectal cancer. I did. If you're 50 or older, get screened. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Hi, good morning, good morning. This is Joy Keys, and welcome to Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. I'm your host. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter.com slash Joy Keys, and you can become a fan on Facebook. Just look up Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. Also, I'm on Instagram. Yep, lots of cool pictures. Check me out. You can tag me on a photo. You might win a prize. Um, I just want to say thank you to all the fans, really, for supporting the show. Past 1.2 million downloads of the podcast. I'm amazed by that number. I don't know if anybody else is. But I really appreciate it, and I'm glad that you're enjoying the shows, and hopefully you're learning something and sharing them with friends and family. Well, today I'm speaking with a wonderful author. Well, she's been been on here three times before, and that's because she's an awesome author. Um, She has more than 30-some books that she has written, I think, uh, at this point, and um, won a multitude of awards. Uh, Let me see. I believe this might be her on the line. Good morning, Ms. Kimberler. Yes, it is. How are you, Joy? Hi, how are you doing? I'm fine. Thank you so much for calling in. I know it's a little earlier, like an hour earlier, your uh, central time. Mm-hmm. It is, but no, it's absolutely fine, and I appreciate you having me on. You know you've been on here three times before? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that. That's and I was crazy. Uh-huh, the last time, but yes, no, you. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity and always supporting my career, and I'm just proud of what you do just as a, a radio show host. Well, thank you so much. I just want to let the people know again um, that you have uh, established yourself in the writing world. 2013 NAACP Image Award winner for Outstanding Literary Work in Fiction, uh, 2006, 7, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, also of the year. Uh, uh, by the African American Literary Award Show in New York, 2014 AAMBC Award for Female Author of the Year, and, of the year, and I can go on. So I just want to let mm-hmm. yeah, you are established. You are um, at the top of your game here. You have sold more than 2.6 million copies 
of your novels. Um, absolutely amazing and, and still going strong. Um, the last time you were on, you were talking about the Prodigal Son novel, which is a part of the uh, Curtis Black uh, series. And uh-huh. um, now have you, you've written some more books in that series since then, yeah, or no? I, yes, I have. Um, actually, after The Prodigal Son, it was The Ultimate Betrayal, which was out this past June. And then I just submitted um, the 13th title for next June called A Sinful Calling. Oh, my God. This lady, I, told, I asked her last time, like, was, was she getting cramps in her hand? Because I think she writes two or three <laughs> novels a year. Um, I, I just absolutely made it. Thankfully, she's not handwriting, even though she did say some notes, but you're typing most of it. Um just, just absolutely steam engine. Um, that actually brings us to the book that we're talking about today, which uh, is entitled Best Friends Forever. And one of the topics you deal with in there, uh, women and their careers, mm-hmm. and trying mm-hmm. to create life balance. How have you created mm-hmm. life balance, writing these two or three novels a year for yourself? You know, it's been kind of interesting. You know, initially, of course, I come by way of corporate America to writing. You know, writing, as you know, wasn't a lifelong dream. It wasn't something I started out doing. And so by the time I began writing, had began writing full time, it was writing, it was, you know, communicating with readers, it was going out doing book signing events. And, you know, I think it's probably been a little bit easier for me because I don't have children, and that was by choice years before I ever became a writer. And my husband has always been so extremely supportive of what I've, do, what I've done. I've been on 22 national book tours, and he's traveled on every single one of those and goes to many of my mm. other speaking events. Um, throughout the year. So I think that's helped us, you know, in terms of our marriage. But I can remember, you know, even as much as, say, 10 years back, and I say 10 years back because when I first made the New York Times list, it was in 2004. Well, when I moved into 2005, you're trying to do everything you can to either keep that momentum going, you know, to try to get mm-hmm. the word out more and more to readers, and you find yourself working sun up to sun down, you know, and I had to really step back and say, wow, you know, Will and I haven't maybe done as much today as we would have done on some other days, and I haven't seen my brothers or my nieces and my nephews or my aunts and uncles, and I really had to step back and, and take a look at that and say, wow, you know, to some degree, I've got to, you know, have that family time and and make that a priority. But again, I think it has really helped to have a husband who, after being married 25 years, still says, you know, you can do this, you know, or if I'm tired, you know, God, I don't know if I should say yes to this event because, you know, we've been gone a lot this last couple of months. He's the one saying, mm-hmm. well, you know what, you kind of haven't been to that city. You know, we can do this. He always says we, even though I'm the one who's doing it, and that makes all the difference for me. So, <laughs> That is definitely the key. We, I think, in um, speaking, mm-hmm. I remember um, talking to someone uh, about a person who had gotten divorced, and that was the reason is because mm-hmm. she had taken my money. Oh, you know right. the phrase, yeah, wow. yeah, exactly. What? She she had taken my money. Now, you know, I was like, well, what, weren't you married? Isn't it the 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 we? Where was the we? And that's you know? the thing. That's the thing. So. so yeah, that that does make a difference. But you do have to find balance. And, you know, Joy, I have to even take it a step further because Will has checked me even further than just, okay, my, I spend all my time with him. There, There's no doubt about that outside of anything I'm doing work-related. But the Kim time, I'm pretty bad with mm. that still. You know, I'm concerned about everybody else and making sure everybody else is okay. 
but I don't always have me time, and and that's what I'm really working on as I go into 2016. Yeah, that's something important too because um, on the TV show, uh, one of my total, I guess, junk food TV shows, The uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta, uh, mm-hmm. one of the characters was talking about she didn't have, she she just realized, oh my God, there is no me. Like no. there's the kids no. and there's the husband, and the husband even checked mm-hmm. her like, you don't have any friends. She's like, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, you don't. And and then she's talking with other other uh, wives or whatever, and realizing, oh my God, there is no me. No, you know, there's so not. You know, I have my close friends who I have phone conversations with, lengthy ones. But you know, that's not the same time, same thing as hanging out with them or mm-hmm. saying, oh, let's just go to lunch and have a shopping day. You know, I haven't done that in a very long time. Yeah, it's very important. And I talked to my daughter about this, and I think she's learning. Uh, this is what adults have to deal with, in a sense, is that balance. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to wash your clothes, yes. you have to clean your house, yes. you have to eat food. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. people don't eat because they're working so hard. you got to go to work, whatever your work is, and you have to spend time with friends and family. That's a lot. Like, just yes. saying it sounds like a lot, and that's the balance trick. And most people end. aren't, yeah. How do you do it? Right. No, get How, it do in. Do it? How do you get it all in? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. But, but I am. I'm listening because well, you know, he is a person. He loves fishing. I mean, he's retired from his job. He has been for several years, but he loves to fish. And you know, we're in Illinois, so he can only do that for X amount of months throughout the year. Mm-hmm. But he still knows that's his hobby. He loves it, loves it, loves it. And he was like, "You don't have really anything that you just love." You know, I love certain mm. shows. You know. But, you know, he's like, you know, you just need to start doing more for yourself. And so I've got to listen to that. Yeah, definitely. Now, one of the other issues you deal with, which is so important, why I played the public service announcements in the beginning, uh, breast Uh cancer. Breast cancer monthly self-exams. I've talked to my daughter about that already. She's only 21. I've already talked to her. This is something important. I have a reminder on my phone because I Uh forget and sometimes I ignore the reminder. And even as I was reading your book, I was like, oh, my God, when, when did I oh, did I do my exam? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh-huh, so that's uh-huh. something extremely important. What made you bring that topic up uh, in this book? You do know somebody dealing with that or just, just to enlighten people and try to get women and men thinking about it? It's a little bit of both. For um, On the one hand, I have an aunt and a cousin who have experienced it. You know, thank God they are both in remission. Um, but just the idea that we now have that in our family now, something that we had not dealt with um, for many, many years. Uh, my grandmother, my mom, you know, a couple of other aunts, you know, we just didn't have that necessarily going on. Mm-hmm. But also I have an, a very old notebook that I've had for years now, and I have just lots and lots of social issues because that's what I gear my writing toward. I always decide what social issue or topic I'm going to deal with before I ever create the characters or the storyline. And I had not done anything with breast cancer, and I thought, you know, this is uh, my opportunity. I just felt passionate about it at that moment that I made the decision to write about it. But then, of course, you know, me being the writer of fiction, I always think what if with every single story I write. And my thought was, what if a woman was diagnosed with breast cancer and in the same week learned that her husband was having an affair and he still leaves her regardless of what the outcome Mm. is for her? Mm. Mm. Right. I was like, oh, no. Oh, he's, okay, he's leaving her? What? (laughs) You know, I I, I just want to let the audience know, based on the CDC, the most common cancer in women is breast cancer, no matter what your race Mm -hmm. or ethnicity. Uh, In 2012, 
224,000 uh, or more women and uh, roughly 2,100 men in the United States were diagnosed with breast cancer. Men can also get breast cancer. Um, yes. So I just want to uh, in, in really emphasize about the screenings. And also they are places, um, you know, there's if you don't have insurance, because a lot of people don't have insurance, even though we have, you know, mm-hmm. Obamacare out there, you know, yeah. people can't afford it. There's health centers in a lot of cities that give free, you know, screenings. Um, mm-hmm. And so don't think that, you know, I can't do it. Just contact, like, your city hall uh, in your area, and uh, they should probably be able to um, help you. Also, I'll try to tweet a link. I had it before, which is a link to um, different centers that were doing, like, free screenings. But uh, there, I'm sure there's somebody in your area um, if you definitely reach out to your, your city hall, your council person, try to find out about that because it's so important. I mean, even at your next, you know, girlfriend outing, something to think about, mm-hmm. well, maybe let's go, you know, go to this clinic or maybe just support yeah. passing out brochures, you know, because a lot of people don't remember, oh, every month I could check my breath. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. So Very I think that's, that's a great, and, you know, great, are- great topic. Yes, and there are unfortunately women who have great insurance where they wouldn't have to even pay as much a copayment, but yet they don't see the need to get a mammogram. They're at the 40-year-old age range and above. Um, I hear women say that they don't get a pap smear. They just don't see a reason to do it, you know, and it is important. So many women have lost their lives for that very reason when they would have been saved. I mean, they they could have done something about it had they been getting um, those tests taken and and getting something you know handled or or taken care of very quickly it's amazing to me i um, worked in an insurance company and yes we did outings to different sites trying to get members to come and it's absolutely amazing how people are scared of mammograms let me tell you yeah. they are not the same way they were before and even the way they were before i used to get you know when i started getting mammograms um because I have a small cyst in one of my breasts, but it's, you know, completely, it's it's, it's nothing. You know what I mean? It hasn't changed mm-hmm. or anything like that, but I still right, right. Have, had gotten a baseline, you know. And mm-hmm. these people, we had ended up finding people, unfortunately, who had cancer at the screenings because yeah, they waited, I'm because sure. they were scared, because they never came, and they had mm-hmm. insurance. And, yes, you know, it's a yes. sad thing when people, you know, come out and then they're like, oh, crap, I have something like the size of a quarter uh, or mm-hmm. more, you know, larger in my breast, and I could have avoided this. Like your character, yes. thankfully, she was a level uh, stage two, you know. Yes. So thankfully she, she was okay. But even that, she could still have to deal with getting radiation. And oh, who's going to work? Absolutely. Who's going to pay for bills? Absolutely. Those are all things. Wonderful issues, yes. you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's about awareness. You know, you know, I think we you know, can try to get that together. And as you said, you know, which I think is a wonderful idea that most people don't think of. If you have girlfriends, you know, have that conversation and go do it, you know, go do it together even. Um, but it's it's very important. It's crucial that we take care of ourselves. Now, we talked about work-life balance and we talked about having friends and girlfriends. And that's the title of your book. It's called Best Friends Forever. And the mm-hmm. main character, she has a best friend who's absolutely, can I have her as a best friend? Can you just, like, <laughs> write me a little character and, and do some kind of, like, I don't know, get some, some computer guy to make up. I need that best friend. Yo, she was yes. there through thick and thin. Yes, she definitely, definitely was. And, you know, sometimes that happens. And I think especially when you're going through 
um, something the way that Celine is, you know, dealing with an illness, knowing that you have cancer. You also have a daughter to take care of, and now this daughter has to deal with the idea of her parents splitting up and her father moving out. And so it's a lot, you know, to have hanging on over her shoulder. And she doesn't have a sister, you know, she doesn't have a mom who's alive. And so, you know, here Lauren steps in and, you know, is there for her at every end, lets her know that whatever I need to do, to help you and your daughter, I'll do it. And and so that gives Celine at least some peace, even though she's going through uh, one of the toughest times in her life. I mean, I thought actually, as I was reading, I was like, oh, my God, it's the, it's the best friend. She's going she gonna to cheat. She's going to cheat. She's going to let it down. She's going to let it mm-hmm. down. She's going to break her heart and this and that. That's what I, I, I swore. I was like, oh, my God, I'm just waiting. Okay, Kimberly, when is it going to mm-hmm. come out? When is it going to come out? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, it didn't come out. You really tricked me this time. You really <laughs> tricked me. I, I was, I swore it was the best friend. I was like, it's yeah. going to be the best yeah. friend. And she's all in her face telling her she's sorry for this and the praying yeah. for her, going to church with her, then talking mm-hmm. about she was with her brother and everything. I said, oh, that's a cover-up. That's a you know. <laughs> mhm. Mhm. But no, but, she, um, you know, a true best friend, you know, and we're blessed if we even have one woman like that in our lifetime. You know, if you can just find one who is loyal to you, who, you know, you can share your deepest secrets with and confidence and that person will trust you and share everything back. You know, it's not a one-sided situation. That person you know that maybe you are a sister, but you just have different mothers. You know, that's all it is because we get to choose our friends. You know, we don't get to choose the people necessarily, of course, that we're related to. But to have that sister, that person who is there no matter what, it's priceless. It is priceless. And I guess the question to the audience would be how far would you go uh, for a best friend? I mean, this woman Mm -hmm. took time off. Basically, I'm assuming she, I mean, in my mind it was like she took off uh, like SMLA to help her friend um, mm-hmm. deal with her life issues. You know, um, not yes. only that, at near the end, when the lady was like, "I'm used all my savings," the woman was like, "You know what? I'm going to take a second mortgage uh, out on my house." Mm-hmm. Would you mm-hmm. do that? I mean, would you, I mean? I, I don't. I was like, "Wow, that's that's a yeah. lot." You know, but I, I do have I do have one good friend that's been my friend for more than twenty some years. And you know, I've already, I've she's had some rough times, and I remember telling her, "You can stay here. I have space. In yeah. my, I have my space. You can stay here. There's no reason that you cannot stay here. That's cool." Um, I remember yeah. uh, a woman who actually I didn't really know was a friend of my best friend. She was a friend of my uh-huh. best friend, and she called me and said, "This lady is really down on her luck, and she needs some place to stay." And I'm thinking, "Well, yeah, she don't have no friends. She don't have no family." And she was like, right. "No, her mother had died." She was the only child. It was like, you know, people are like this in the world. Everybody doesn't have mm-hmm. a big family. And basically her no, resources no. were done. I let her mm-hmm. stay in my house for a week, you know. Yeah. But and, and I, mean, I wasn't her best friend, but it was like, you know, never, yeah. Yep, she'll never forget that uh, for as long as she lives. There's no doubt about that. It's it's just a scary thing, you know, to, to have friends and family. It's, it's important. Actually, they say that if you have friends and family, that helps you through illness. And prayer helps you through illness, which is another thing that you deal with throughout many of your books, prayer and the church mm-hmm. and God and being that being the focus and just um, yes. putting your all your eggs in that basket, you know, in, in the basket mm-hmm. with God uh, is another thing that you deal with. And is that because of your upbringing um, or is that um, a lot of in terms of the black community, people are involved in the church? 
it's because of my own upbringing. You know, a lot of times with my books, you know, not just the Reverend Curtis Black titles, but with the standalones such as Best Friends Forever, you know, that's coming out, it is my own faith. You know, I have been in church um, from the time I was born, but I was also taught, you know, from my mom and my grandparents to love and honor and respect God, you know, to trust and believe in him. And I have my entire life, and I've only grown in my faith throughout all of my years. And so, of course, I think I can't help but write a book um, that will speak to that in at least one way or another. To me, prayer is everything. You know, for me, if you ask me on any day without God, you know, there is nothing. I don't even understand. I almost feel sorry for people who don't, you know, know God or or feel that they have to pray or meditate on anything because that is how I get through the majority of my days. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, it's definitely uh, been a theme in, in all, many of the books that I've read that you've written. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that uh, that's another part of balance. It's spiritual balance. Um, yeah. And there are people who don't, who aren't involved in any religion, and you know their lives are fine. It's not not to say um, you're bad. I don't want anybody out there who oh, is like, you know, I'm not into any religion. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not even so much of a religious person. You know, denomination means nothing to me. I mean, that doesn't Mm -hmm. affect me at all. I mean, I grew up Baptist, and I attend a Baptist church, but it's not about religion for me. It's about my personal relationship with God. And, you know, it always goes back to what my mom taught me as a young child. You know, that's the golden rule. Treat people the way you want to be treated. You know, it's always about Mm -hmm. that more than anything else. And, you know, that's how I I strive and, and go about trying to live my life as much as I can. You know, it's funny that we're talking about, you know, treat treat another person the way you want to be treated. And we have these Christians out mm-hmm. here who are blowing up abortion clinics, who are telling mm-hmm. people they can't come into the country, um, yes. who want to build a wall to stop people um, from trying to get a better life. Um, mm-hmm. And they're Christians. You and, know, and you do, you have um, to question that. Yeah, I, I really do question that. I understand, you know, we have resources and we're concerned about our resources becoming thin. But right now mm-hmm. we have so much waste. There's so much waste uh, in yeah. our country and around the globe. I mean, that's why we have junk. That's why we have landfills and things are seeping and it's messing up the environment and so on and so forth because we waste. We don't need yes. all these things that we made. We don't need them, and we throw them out. I mean, think about paper clips. The other day I was thinking about paper uh-huh. clips. I, I mean, where is the paper clip landfill? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I can't imagine what it looks like. Or the post-it, the post-it, the little stickies that you sign here thing, you know? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Amazing. Uh-huh. And then let's go to food. <laughs> yeah. We haven't even gotten to yes. food. You know what I mean? So no. I think it's the fear story. of our resources. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a whole other story. Now, the main crux here is not only the best friend is that we have a couple going through turmoil because the husband decided to cheat. Yes. Now, that's like a big deal. And not only did he cheat, as you said, you know, he does a whole bunch of other things. I don't want to tell all the other things, but the, but but it it, it 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 jumps off when he when his, the wife finds out. Oh my God. You know, he's not coming home, and he's staying out late sometimes to the morning and saying he's working, Uh and he won't tell the truth, and she's badgering him to, like, you know, hey, come on, come on, like, what's going on? I want to talk to you. And what he says, I will say this, is that you forgot about me. Yeah. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. So Uh he blames her 
for his actions, which that is, yeah. and I want to just tell people, if anybody blames you for something they decided to do, you mm-hmm. need to step back. Exactly. You got to step back a little bit. Yeah. Take a long look at it. <laughs> we all make choices. Yeah, we all make choices. You know, yes, he you know, he has every right to feel the way that he does and maybe he did feel neglected. Maybe, you know, he yes. was he's like, you know, why didn't we talk about it? And he's like, Well yeah, I was kinda mm-hmm. saying it and kinda telling you that, you know, I was feeling this way but you weren't really listening and you know, that's why he went out and did it. But the bottom line is once a person makes the decision to have an affair, that is their choice and that is their choice only, you know. And mm-hmm. now, you know, you, you need to take some blame, you know. I think both parties, whenever you're talking about a relationship of any kind and something goes wrong, both people usually have some part in it, you know. But at the same time, as you said, you can't place blame on someone for deciding to do what you did. And and Keith is yeah. very good about blaming Celine from the very beginning. I think that's a lot of the difficult thing. People play mind games with that. Even as I had to, mm-hmm. I had to um, learn about that issue that people blaming you for their choices. And when I mm-hmm. got older, I I remember speaking to certain people like, you need to go and go there and deal with that. That's not my decision that you did that. If you didn't want to do it, you should have said something. Right. You're like 37 years old or 45 years old or 65 years old, yeah. whatever the age is. If you didn't want to do it or you were not comfortable, you should have said something. And then if I don't listen, I mean, it depends on how invested are you are in that relationship. If it's, if it's my wife uh-huh. or it's my husband, you know, I'm going to, like, throw the bomb down and, like, lock you in the room and be like, yo, you need to listen to me now. We got to talk yes. about this. Yes. Because I'm yes. on the verge of feeling about I'm I'm going to do something I'm going to regret or I'm going to be sad about, and I don't want to do that, so we need to talk, you right. know. And, and um, if, if the, the person, person doesn't, doesn't listen, listen, right. Yeah. But when you haven't what had you that knockdown, drag out conversation, you know, then, you know, as I said, that that's your choice that you made. And so now you got to deal with the consequences. And, you know, Keith is kind of on this mission of I'm done. You know, there is no talking. It's, you know, too late for counseling. I mean, this is right away at the beginning of the book. And, of course, you know, without giving anything away, things really start to unfold from there. Yeah, and and that's what's interesting is that um, you started right off with it. It wasn't like no, we didn't creep into, we didn't have this lull of oh la 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 the beautiful marriage, and you know, <laughs> it was just mm-hmm. like bam. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, now where do we go from here? But you do take us somewhere, and as I said, you surprised me. Uh, even uh, this, uh, how many books I've read of yours, that you still surprised me with this book. So, uh, but now this one is a little shorter. I felt a little shorter. How long did it take you to write this one? Um, it's about the same, you know, it, well, it's one of my novellas, you know, so I do okay. my Reverend Curtis Black title um, for May or June, and that's my normal size novel. And then I'd say, well, of all my standalones, I have 10, only maybe I'm thinking three of them are full-size novels. I think all of the rest of them are novellas, you know, so those can always okay. range, you know, anywhere, usually about 180 to 200 pages, I would say. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's sort of what this is. Um, I had heard some, one of the reviewers, of course, you know, the book isn't out. It, it won't be out until January 5th. But um, one reviewer had read the book, and he had sent me a note on Facebook, and he said, oh, my gosh, well, of course, he hated Keith. You know, he's like, you know, wow. Yeah. <laughs> You know, leave his wife, you know, basically. And I think that's going to be everybody's reaction, Um, Mm -hmm. you know. But, gosh, you know, he'd love to kind of see what happens, 
you know, down the road with, you know, some of what goes on with the characters. And it's like, you know, it's something for me to consider. You know, I have to think about that. Oh, definitely. I agree. I agree with that um, reviewer. I could totally see at least two two or three more books, um, you know, coming out of it. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, not, not to put any pressure on you, Kimberly. You know, <laughs> you know like, uh, guys, give me a break. I'm already writing two or three novels already. Now you want me to come over here and do do something else. Um, yes. But anyway, I, I, I think it's a great book. I'm going to be giving away some copies of the book. Um, so I encourage everybody to follow me at Joy Keys on Twitter, become a fan on Facebook, and check me out on Instagram. It's Saturdays with Joy Keys on Instagram. Also check out Kimberler's uh, website, which is KimRoby.com, and she's also on Twitter, Kimberler L. Roby on Twitter. So you can check her follow out there, find out where she's going. Are you going to be touring with this book um, or no, you're just more promotional online and things like it, that? It's more promotional, but I am doing just for Midwestern um, cities and so they can find that information on my website. Um, I'll be going to Indianapolis, uh, Chicago, Illinois, Madison, Wisconsin, and then, of course, here at home, Rockford. So just four cities for this book. Okay, great. Well, well then, again, just everybody check out her website and, and get the specific dates. And also, you can follow on Twitter. I'm sure she'll be announcing, um, you know, yeah. exactly when and where. Um, thank you so much for coming on again. Um, well, thank again, you, I just Joy. love your book. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so very much. I appreciate it. Hope to talk to you again. And, of course, wishing you and your family a very Merry Christmas and all the very best in the new year. You too. Happy holidays. And uh, don't eat too much food over the holidays so you can't write. I know, you too. (laughs) That's always hard, yes. Okay. (laughs) Yes, yes. Have a great weekend, okay? Okay, you too. Take care now. Thank you. Okay, Mm bye-bye. Bye-bye. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Just got off the phone with author Kimberla Lawson-Roby about Best Friends Forever. Awesome book is coming out in January 2016. I'll be giving away some copies of the book. Um, Follow me at Joy Keys on Twitter. Become a fan on Facebook and check me out on Instagram to see how you can win a copy. Uh, Again, one of the important things we talked about today, self-breast exams, monthly self-breast exams. So important for women. Also, men um, can get breast cancer as well, but women, it's one of the leading causes of death for women, and it can be avoided. So please take the time to uh, give yourself a monthly self-breast exam. Have a wonderful holiday. Hi, I'm Linda Ellerby. I was diagnosed with breast cancer 11 years ago, and I know how scary it can be. Everything your doctor says sounds like a foreign language. her new oncogene, ductal carcinoma in situ. What do these words mean? How can you decide what to do if you can't even say what you have? Go to breastcancer.org, a special place on the Internet where you can learn how to say those words and find out what they mean. Breastcancer.org, the first place to go the minute you find out you have breast cancer. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.